And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. Welcome and good morning. He is Eric Hurley and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. So this was an Associated Press yesterday, and it's interesting because uh, uh, you could have the the uh, judge in uh, New York by the end of the week uh, uh, order that the Trump Corporation be dissolved. And uh, I've this this is really really interesting because we have said all along this is a bogus case of a uh, fraud, and uh, on appeal would not be surprised if this is overturned. An Associated Press analysis of nearly 70 years of civil cases under the law showed that such a penalty has only been imposed a dozen previous times. And Trump's case stands alone in a significant way. It's the only big business found that was threatened with a shutdown without showing any victims or major losses. Hmm. Lawyers for the... Uh, state in Trump's civil trial have argued that the principles of fair play in business alone are enough to justify a harsh penalty. But even they aren't calling uh, for the prospect of liquidation of his businesses and properties raised by the judge. And some legal experts worry if the judge goes out of his way to punish the former president with the worst case scenario it could make it easier for courts to wipe out companies in the future. This is basically a death penalty for a business, said Columbia University law professor Eric Talley. Is he getting his just desserts because of the fraud or because people don't like him? Associated Press review of nearly 150 cases Since New York's repeated fraud statute was passed in 1956, show that nearly every time, uh, every previous time, a company was taken away, victims and losses were key factors. Hmm. Customers had lost money 
or bought defective products or never received services ordered, leaving them cheated and angry. What's more, businesses were taken over almost always as a last resort to stop a fraud that was in progress and to protect potential victims. Mm. They included a phony psychologist who sold dubious treatments, a fake lawyer who sold false claims. He could get students into law school and businessmen who marketed financial advice, but instead swindled people out of their home deeds. In Trump's case, his company uh, stopped sending financial figures about his net worth to Deutsche Bank and others at least two years ago, but the coroner-appointed monitor noted that was only after he was sued and that other financial documents continued to contain errors and misrepresentation. And although the bank offered Trump lower interest rates because he had personally agreed to guarantee the loans with his own money, it was not clear how much better the rates were because of any inflated figures, by the way, in which he had a disclaimer yeah. that the figures might not be correct. Right. The bank never complained. The mm. bank didn't say they lost anything. Mm. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Bank officials called to testify couldn't say for sure if Trump's personal statement of worth had any impact on the rates. This sets a horrible precedent, said Adam Leapman Bailey, a New York real estate lawyer, who once successfully sued a Trump condo building for misrepresenting sales to lure buyers. Added University of Michigan law professor William Thomas, who suffered here? We haven't seen a long list of victims. Mm. Dissolution of an empire? Trump, the Republican presidential frontrunner, has focused his anger at potentially losing his business 
at both the Democratic New York Attorney General, who brought the case, and the judge presiding over it. In an order last September that's currently under appeal, the state Supreme Court Judge Arthur Engeron said Trump had indeed committed fraud and should have the state certificates needed to run many of his New York companies revoked. He said Trump should then be stripped of control of those companies, which are the official owners of his Fifth Avenue headquarters and other marquee properties, and have them turned over to a receiver who will manage the dissolution of them. What the judge left unclear is what he meant by dissolution. Whether that referred to the liquidation of entities that control the properties or the properties themselves. Asked specifically in court whether Trump's buildings would be literally sold off as in bankruptcy, the judge said he'd clarify at a later date. In a worse case, as interpreted by legal experts, the judge could decide dissolution means stripping the real estate mogul of not only his New York holdings, such as Trump Tower and his 40 Wall Street skyscraper, but his Mar-a-Lago club in Florida, a Chicago hotel, a condo building, several golf clubs, including ones in Miami, Los Angeles, and Scotland. For her part, New York Attorney General Letitia James has asked that Trump be banned from doing business in New York and paying $370 million, what she estimates is saved interest and other ill-gotten gains. But she never asked for a property sale and may not even want one, said one of the lawyers, Kevin Wallace, in his closing argument. I don't think we're looking for anything that would cause a liquidation of a business. The judge said that by January 31st, he will issue a ruling that is expected to decide on cash penalty and business ban and clarify his dissolution uh, uh, order. Notably, New York's anti-fraud statute, known as Executive Law 6312, is clear that a finding of fraud does not require an intent to deceive or that anyone actually gets duped or loses money. The Attorney General must only show repeated fraudulent or illegal acts, but the Associated Press analysis, based on a search of reported cases in all the legal databases found that victims and losses were always a factor when it came to deciding whether to take over a business. A breast cancer nonprofit was shut down years ago, for instance, for using all of its $9 million in donations to pay for director salaries, perks, and other expenses instead of funding free mammograms, research, and help for survivors. And they go down through all of the... Um, uh, all of the uh, the uh, the different examples uh, uh, there. There may be more dissolved companies than AP found. Legal experts caution that some cases never show up in legal uh, databases because they were settled, dropped, or otherwise not reported. Still, the only case the Associated Press found of a business dissolved under the anti-fraud law without citing actual victims or losses was a relatively small company closed in 1972 for writing term papers for college students. In that case, the Attorney General said the victim was the integrity of the educational process. Hmm. So there you go. But uh, they talk about the fact that Trump is the, you know, is the only one where they've ever done this to to try to take away the entire... Uh, a company where they sh- couldn't show any, you know, victims. Right. And if you're writing papers for students, 
Well, you're if you're, you're if you're writing papers for students in school, that's a that's fraud because that's that's perverts the grades in a school. Right. And here the idea that you don't have to have a victim for him to be breaking the law. And there's no evidence of him breaking the law. They don't like the way he did business. But if they're able to successfully prosecute this and he gets a conviction and it's not overturned, tell me where you couldn't apply this. In making her case against Trump, the attorney general called to the stand a lending expert who estimated that Deutsche Bank gave up $168 million in extra interest on its Trump loans based on his calculations as if Trump never offered a personal guarantee. But Trump did offer a guarantee. Even if his estimate of the personal wealth was exaggerated, in fact, the bank made its own estimate of Trump's personal wealth, at times lopping billions off of Trump's figures and still decided to lend to him based on his personal guarantee. And testimony from Deutsch officials responsible for the loans suggested that deciding the right rate at which to lend, even absent Trump's personal guarantee, is not a simple calculation. You have right. no idea what it would be. Exactly. Uh, the Deutsch unit uh, making the Trump business loans weren't the typical lending unit, but it's private wealth division. The group often lends to rich clients, not only to earn interest, but to help its chances of winning the lucrative business of managing their vast personal investments and getting them to buy other bank services, something that testimony showed Deutsch was clearly hoping to do with the ex-president. Wow. is mind-boggling. Well, it, because the entire premise of this case from the uh, state AG here is he was trying to gain favor from insurance companies and banks, financial institutions. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that everyone is trying to gain favor when they apply for a loan or they look to get a, a policy from an insurance company. When are you not trying to gain favor? Because it would be one thing if he came in and he said, I own these properties and several of them he didn't even own. Well, that would be bank fraud. We already know what that is. That would be fraud, insurance fraud, whatever he's trying to accomplish with that. When are you not trying to gain favor? You're always fact, trying to gain favor. There are, right now, every insurance company on the on the planet has made an advertising campaign out of people trying to gain favor from buying insurance companies. What are you trying to do? You're trying to lower your rates. You're trying to gain favor. But they, and, and there's the false premise that they start on. What they're implying here, and there's the false premise, is that he did something illegal to gain that favor from insurance companies or banks. And he didn't. What he did was not illegal. He even had disclaimers on there. And there's no one 
by the way, that is disputing whether or not he had disclaimers. He is routinely audited by the IRS. He is a global household name in the business world. You could argue that a bank vying for his business is trying to gain favor, their reputation, by doing business and being able to list Donald Trump or Trump Properties or Trump Incorporated as one of their clients. But that's not illegal. That that's my that's my whole point. Well, it's ridiculous and, to try to try and say that or 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 put up the premise that gaining favor is bad. Well, or the the one point that they made, which is the hundred and sixty eight million. It's like yeah, but the the bank didn't care. The number one, the bank wasn't using that at all. They were using Trump, his if, guarantee, right? If Trump if Trump might have given an appraisal and said, look, this is no guarantee. You know, do your own appraisal here. And they said, well, will you make us a personal guarantee instead? Yeah, okay, fine. So that wasn't even part of the deal. Right. And they're using that to say, well, that's committing fraud. Well, is it committing fraud if you say, this is what I believe my property's worth. You do your own due diligence uh, because I'm not guaranteeing that this is the actual amount. That's what I think it's worth. Right. Well, we don't even want to deal with that. We're just, you personally guarantee you'll do it? Yeah, it's a personal guarantee outside of anything over here. That's what underwriters are looking at. That's right, all they're right. looking at. And that's, what do and, we have? And they went after him for that. Right. Because it's about risk mitigation. That's the entire yeah. thing with insurance companies and banks. Risk mitigation. There's not one of them in this entire line of would-be victims that the AG's office is trying to make you believe exists. And if the left doesn't understand why Trump has so much support, we just laid it out. It's like they're going after him for things that they'd never go after anybody else. Yep. And the only recourse, and the public sees this, and his supporters see it, and the Republican Party sees it, and a significant portion of them say, this isn't right. Yep. And you just may well get him elected yep. by doing this. And that's the thing is that if it, and this has to stop, whether he wins the election or not, this has to be over. This cannot stand. This kind of going after and, and then states just deciding, well, we don't want him on the ballot. We don't want that person yeah, on the ballot. Right. Picking and choosing who gets to be on the ballot. Let's make up. A new parameters for RICO laws. We'll just throw it. Exactly. We'll just throw it all out there. We'll throw everything at them until they break. And but they'll do that and, to him. And you send a warning to the Republican Party. We'll come after you, too, if you yep. decide to run. If they do that to him, they'll do it to anybody. Eight six six ninety red eye This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howe's Products. Tested. Trusted. Guaranteed. Since 1920. More farmers are turning to direct marketing of their goods and commodities as both a way to engage with consumers and meet changing demands from such. And as Chad Hart of Iowa State University Extension points out, driving that outreach are younger farmers and ranchers. 
several of whom are trying to create their own niche within a family farm operation. It's always been a game where, where the farmer, you wear many hats. But it used to be one of those hats was not, I have to worry about connecting with the consumer. Now it definitely is. It's also not just about growing demand domestically. Because when you're looking at our production, the idea is that we produce more than enough to meet our own needs, plus we depend upon selling to the rest of the world. So we're not only trying to adjust to how our consumers here within the U.S. are adjusting, but how they're adjusting internationally as well. Examples of direct marketing range from roadside farm stands to farm-to-school or government product sales. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara. I want to play this audio and make sure you hear it. We played it early in the show, but we know a lot of people just waking up, ready to go to work. This is Corrine Jean-Pierre yesterday. Just unbelievable, her answer mm. uh, uh, here. Here we go. What I will say, our deepest, uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out, and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three three brave uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls. Wow, it's just couldn't, horrible. Couldn't say men and women. No, can't, can't, can't say, say men gender. and women. Had you to might say offend folks. someone. And then the thing about the administration. Fighting for this administration. No. I mean, pure amateur hour here. But, I mean, this is how wokeness is burned into their brains. She could not. She was stumbling knowing that she was going to say the men and women who died. Right. Nothing heartfelt in what you just heard. Folks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. All right, our audio cut of the day because this was just so bizarre. And this we're going to play. We're not going to play the whole audio cut because it goes on for a couple of minutes. All right, but it's a reporter and uh, asking Kareem Jean Pierre about the fact of Biden saying that uh, he will close the border. He'll close the border the day that he signs the bill from Republicans. Now, this is where Biden and the Democrats are now, Biden, especially the administration, is saying that he will close the border and trying to convince the American public. The only reason he hasn't been able to close the border is because he hasn't had congressional approval to do so. Uh And if Republicans give him the approval, he will Close down the border. Uh-huh. Well, of course, reporters picked up on that because they remember 
when Donald Trump talked about closing down the border and he was called a xenophobe yeah. and a racist. Right. And so a number of reporters asked one, and this re- uh, one reporter went on for, I mean, he kept, it's funny because they just won't come out and say, look, you know, they got to explain it. Well, because, you know, many uh, movement of people around, uh, you know, uh, around uh, the world into different countries and, and everything else. And, and uh, you know, you called Trump, uh, every Democrat called Trump a xenophobe and a racist for doing that. Why doesn't this apply to you now that you are saying you're going to close the border? Right. All right. Right. And first, she just would not address the question. And so he kept asking it over and over again. And here was her final response to that. Your question, what I'm saying to you, the new enforcement tools, right, that we believe that do not currently exist, that will be part of this bipartisan agreement, there's, there, are different, there are different definitions, right, of what that looks like, of what actually uh, shutting down the border looks like, right? So we're going to let them work through it. We don't know what that looks like exactly, right? What we are asking for, what the president wants to see, is that we deal with the challenges at the border. Why can't anybody answer a question? Number one, she says there's different definitions of shutting down the border. No, in not. essence, of closing the border, there are different definitions. Just like, the, well, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Remember, I I was exactly where you were, and you convinced me I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Because, remember, there are different definitions for what a secure border is. Well, no, there's there's one definition. They just apply it to the wrong people. It's secure for those who want to come across the border. Oh, okay. All right, that's yeah, what, okay. very secure. All right. Uh, what I what I found interesting is she, you know, she said the new enforcement mechanisms. What? Yeah. Mm, we don't know what yeah. they are. Right. There's new enforcement mechanism. Then you know, a sentence and a half later, well, you know, we don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. Well, what what diff? What is the? What have we missed at the border? What would be this new enforcement mechanism? That apparently nobody has thought about before that will magically work. Because she said it's not being done now. Mm-hmm. Well, nothing's being done now. <laughs> so, but I mean, it just yesterday and we, we played, you go back and listen to our podcast the first couple of hours and whether it was Kirby or her. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely whether it's the border or, uh, the situation with Iran, it's just maddening. It well, really, really is. There the this new thing that they're uh that the administration is is hoping can be brought about with this new legislation is a group of people they're gonna call the border patrol. These would be different than border processors. They might look the same. In fact the they might even have similar looking uniforms, but their purpose will be very different. This administration knows, this president knows there's not going to be a deal. This is all for show. There isn't going to be a deal. Well, they can't win the argument. And and maybe is is that why? You've got these GOP senators that seem so incredibly frustrated right now. Is that why they're so angry? Because they got caught or? No, they can't make the argument. 
They know they can't win the argument. They know politically. Well, and I don't know if they expected that because what they're trying to say is the the implication is that the only reason that the House is against this and any Republican member of the Senate is against the the deal that that uh, we don't speak of. The deal of which we do not speak. Going back to the village, the, the movie well, The Village. Well, think about it. The, the it's dangerous to wear red, which is the Republican color. So, <laughs> yes, <yeah>. exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, the deal that we don't speak of, well, this is what's been leaked through sources to both uh, liberal and conservative outlets that mm-hmm. thousands of people will be able to come across the border every day before you close it down. Well, if you can close it down, why don't you just, just close it down? Well, now that Mike Johnson came out and goes, no, nobody crosses the border. Our border policy is nobody crosses. Nobody gets across. We don't allow people to come to the border and just run in. Right. No, that's not going to happen. It's zero. And I'm so glad he did that because the Republicans are trying. I, I've never seriously, if the if the administration is the basically the defense lawyers for Iran, because that's what you said a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it was a couple of months ago. It you was said a few that. months ago. Yeah, you said, "My God, they sound like the they, they sound like the defense attorneys, uh, you know, for uh, uh, Iran." Then these Republican senators are the defense attorneys for the Democrats. Yeah, no, that's exactly yeah. what they sound like. It was, you know, that was kind of my position uh, uh, before. In who are you trying to convince these GOP senators that are on board? Tell me, explain to me. As a conservative, what the benefit is, Langford is saying, well, this is a rumor and that's a rumor. Well, it's not rumors. You're the only one saying it's a rumor, Langford. But where is Langford or anyone else that's saying, look at the benefits of this bill. Look at what this is going to do. They can't do that. Well, Instead, I mean, what they're doing is defending the left. Well, they can do it in generalized. Well, because if we have a full comprehensive immigration reform, then we can have the comprehensive immigration reform that will give us comprehensive immigration reform. And it will show and the, the two result, parties can work together. And, and then blah, the two blah, parties blah, blah, can work blah, together yeah, in a bipartisan way to get comprehensive immigration. What's in the damn bill? In the framework. And we have the framework of the comprehensive <laughs> reform in the, uh, when, the, 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 when we have the framework of the framework and, and, just... and then they seem put off that the public wants to know and republicans want to know what's in this bill yeah. you're doing this in secret right this is about the border nobody trusts you on the border right am i right on that right does any does it <coughs> excuse me when you hear republicans are working with democrats to come up with comprehensive immigration reform does anybody believe that that will close the border? Is there any confidence when Republicans say that to anybody out there? No. I'll even throw Democrats. I don't think Democrats could defend it and say, oh, yeah, I mean, they, they plan on closing the border. No, they don't. And I'm just happy that Mike Johnson came out and said none. Because you and I are wondering whether they were throwing out all these leaks to the, the media and all these sources that it was going to be, you know, 5,000 and then the latest one. The average of 5,000 a day over a seven-day period or 8,500 in one day. Could you imagine being a Republican and sitting there and actually having back and forth like that's a negotiation around the table? Right. No, I mean... And any Republican who is even 
negotiating that and go, well, let's just make it. Can we make it 4000 or 3000 No. We think we can get 2004 Wait, that's down to 2002 Wait a minute. Hold on. We're down to 1600 Like there... How is it? How does it not begin with zero? It, it's such an easy. Now you know they're terrified by that portion of the bill. Oh, you know, yeah. it's like well, yeah, but there's other portions too that you might like. I don't care if it leads with that; it's dead in the water. I go with Mike Johnson zero, right? Zero, and then uh, zero. We close the border. Zero. Now, will some people still get across? Yes, but the goal is zero. Yeah, and then. We wish to open up a normal amnesty, uh, not amnesty, excuse me, um, asylum, mm-hmm. uh, a, a program for people that wish to uh, that wish to come in. If it's obvious that are that there are people that are really being persecuted, well, yeah, those are the exceptions there. But you've got, but I, but the thing is, you can't even trust you can't trust this government even with something like that. You can't no, trust the administration no, no. because you know that they will look at current law and they completely ignored it. They just said, well, let's just let's open the border, overrun the system and then say that's what's created the emergency. And so everything's an emergency that we created. And then blame it on climate change, Trump. Yeah. Well, so, I, I mean, it's just and, and that's the bizarre thing, too. You know, all of a sudden, you know, the numbers leak out and they start blaming it on Trump. Remember, that went on for a couple of days where it was just, well, we can't believe Trump is getting in the way of getting in the way of what? Getting in the way of what? Yeah, we got that now. Trump that because that's what the the GOP center is trying to say, that this is happening just because of Trump. If as if the Republican Party hasn't been furious about illegal immigration for 25 to 30 years. Well, and, and there's the thing. It's 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 exactly like arguing with the liberals because then their story changes, right? At first, it was all about Trump, and then they couldn't sell that, and then they had to bring in, you know, Langford goes on TV. Oh, yeah, well, it's, it's Internet rumors, and it's, it's, you can solve all this. Well, now it's back Put to the bill up. But now it's yeah now it's no, back to throwing, Trump. Now they're throwing the, yeah. the entire pile yeah. on. Now yeah, they're throwing the entire pile, including Trump. Exactly. But this wouldn't be happening if Trump. Are you out of your freaking mind? They're changing. This wouldn't the be story. happening if it wasn't for Trump. They're cha- And by the way, Trump is moving the goalposts on this. <laughs> it's the GOP senators that are trying to defend this whole thing that are moving the goalposts. I want to see. All versions of this bill. I know that's never going to happen. But the American people deserve to see every version and every version that every GOP senator was on board for. I want to know. Yeah, I'd like to see the first version of the bill and what it is. And who was on board for it. Show me the head count all along the way. No, you can't have that. Right. You suckers just... Just listen. We're promoting a bill that we're telling you is good. Now believe us. Right. We have to Sorry. pass it so we can see what's in it. Thanks, Nancy. I've already been there. It is frustrating, isn't it? It's it really just frustrating. Unbelievable. Because this is coming from the Republicans. Senators are enabling 
the uh, basically the 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 lies and the creation of the chaos uh, on the border that was created by this president and defended by Democrats. These same Democrats that have been defending what's been going on at the border are now being enabled by GOP senators. Who are just trying to, their only goal seems to be working with the Democrats. Yeah. Wow. 86690-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Really interesting yesterday because I did think about this yesterday, and then I saw the article out there. Fox had it uh, bringing back what former uh, uh, Bush and Obama defense secretary, he was uh, three years defense secretary under Obama, uh, expressed his displeasure with Biden's foreign policy positions in his memoir in 2014, uh, writing that although Biden was a man of integrity, he believed the former senator and vice president has been, remember this quote, has been wrong on nearly every major foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades. <laughs> yeah. He doubled down on those claims in his 2021 interview on 60 Minutes saying he's got a lot wrong. Then he pointed uh, to what he said was Biden's opposition to every one of Ronald Reagan's military programs to contest the Soviet Union the first Gulf War, and their differences concerning the war in Afghanistan that he thought was just an abomination, which it was. Remember, yeah. forget about his policy on that. He lied to the American people about yep. what the generals Repeatedly. told him yep. he should be doing. Yep. And we never found that out until the generals were specifically asked under oath in Congress right. if that's the advice that they had given mm-hmm. Biden. They all said, nope. Right. And everyone said, you need to stay with a couple of thousand uh, troops and keep the airport right and he still didn't do it nope I'm, and I'm, he, lied he lied about what they said yep. well we we knew something was going on when his top general stepped down halfway through the mission yep we knew that This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.